Boys and girls, we are really, really excited to welcome a new sponsor here to the Bob Matthews Podcast. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat mom. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheenway. You can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in this company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most policies in this room. I know exactly what That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's her cousin. Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Wentz climbing the pocket in traffic, wrapped up by Josh Sweat and Fletcher Cox. Off the fake, Wentz. Always solid rolling out of the pocket, and Wentz is looking in that direction. Nothing there, and the pocket collapses. Brandon Graham is there. Another Philadelphia sack, their fourth of the opening quarter. Hurts, slant, Brown, touchdown Philadelphia. A.J. Brown snatched it out of the air for the score. I say seem constipated. You know, we couldn't get shit going. Leave it to Charles Leno to come up with the perfect analogy for yesterday. Welcome to the show, everybody. Bob Matthews here in the DraftKings studio. It's another existential crisis Monday for us. This commander's dropping. 24 to 8 to the Eagles yesterday in FedEx. I was I was taking notes through the game and trying to think of how we were going to start this. And I have to say, without just about any reservation whatsoever, there was nothing redeeming about that game yesterday. And I mean nothing. At least not at first glance. It's it's games like this where I am really really anxious. To watch the All-22 tape to see what we missed. Uh, I, I, I know we all saw the nine sacks of Carson Wentz. Some of them his fault. Some of them were the offensive line's fault. I took a look at some uh, PFF grades today. I saw Sam Cosby was uh, credited with getting beat for three of the sacks. Charles Leno for two of them. Uh, and uh, a bunch on the other side of the line, too. We're going to hear from Ron Rivera in a few minutes, as well as take you inside the locker room for your exclusive locker room access. But first, we got to get a recap of this one, and it is not good. Let's start with the numbers, and the numbers are going to sound a hell of a lot better than they actually were. Carson Wentz, uh, 25 of 43 for 211 yards. Quarterback rating of 71.0 and a QBR of 11.4. He was sacked nine times for 58 yards. By the way, a QBR of 11.4. Just by comparison, Jalen Hurts had a QBR of 85.9. And that's actually being generous to Wentz because as I was taking notes uh, during the game, um, I, I wanted I jotted down and I'm trying to find it exactly what uh, Carson's uh, stats were going into the fourth quarter uh, or at halftime. I mean, at one time, yeah. So at halftime, Wentz was three of ten for 24 yards. 
So that just shows you it, most of the yardage that he got was was in garbage time. Did some, you know, individuals stand out? I guess technically on the stat sheet they did. Uh, Terry McLaurin had uh, six receptions for 102 yards, led the team with, or no, he didn't lead. the second on the team in targets with nine. Curtis Samuel had 10 targets. He was uh, seven catches for 48 yards. Jamin Davis actually played a decent game for the second game in a row. Uh, six tackles, five of them solo, two sacks, a tackle for a loss, and a quarterback hit. So you can't really, you, I don't think you can pin it individually on him although and the defense played well for about a quarter and a half they were just kind of put in some impossible situations and then just got outclassed there at the end of the half Cole Holcomb I did not think played well at all I'm going to be real anxious to see his PFF grade when it comes out but he did wind up with nine tackles that led the team but again a lot of those were him running guys down from behind a lot of questions about the game plan yesterday and the in-game adjustments. I really don't understand why the offense uh, got away from the run as fast as it did. I mean, you go back and look at at the first series of the game. Remember, this was a nothing-nothing game after the first quarter. The Commanders' first series, Curtis Samuel gains 16 yards on a jet sweep. Uh, then an incomplete pass, then a five-yard pass to Samuel, and then Wentz gets sacked on third down, and they have to punt. Next next uh, series, again, uh, a sack, two sacks in a row, a false start by Leno. So that one, you just got to kind of take your medicine on that. But again, they hold, the defense holds, Um and they and you actually had at that point a couple of decent uh, pass defenses by Kendall Fuller and Benjamin St. Just it wouldn't last, but forced the Eagles to punt. Uh, and then the next uh, the next series, uh, Antonio Gibson two rushes for ten yards back to back, sixteen yard completion to Curtis Samuel uh, for another first down, and then Gibson for three yards, McKissick for three yards. Sets up a third and four. Should be manageable. And then what happens? Another sack and another punt. And then, you know, of course you had the second quarter started. Um, Jalen Hurts uh, going to Devontae Smith. Uh, you know, a great catch. I think I don't think it would have been overturned. So, you know, not throwing the, the challenge flag, at least in practice, it, you know, it didn't really make a difference. And uh, the defense, you know, recovers after that, holds the Eagles to a field goal. Um, and then and then the, the game changes on a dime, and it was basically over after this exchange. Carson Wentz sacked, fumbles at the 24, Eagles recover, and a couple of plays later, you know, it's Dallas Goddard, he goes in for a touchdown, 10-0 Eagles. But again, so it's 10-0 at that point, and still... You're in the game, but they don't stay with the run yet again. Next series, Antonio Gibson, seven-yard run. Went scrambles for two. You know, again, they're trying to throw. He scrambles for two. And then, uh, and then Williams, four-yard run. Boom, there you go. First down. You're moving the ball. And then they start to air it out again. Drive stalls. So 
I don't understand why there in the first half they weren't running it more. That would be the problem on offense. And then, you know, once uh, once the Eagles went up 17 to nothing, then, you know, again, you could just forget it at that point. And that started uh, that. No, actually, that didn't start it. It was it was going on. That's when, you know, again, they're in the midst of, I think, eight straight possessions that ended with a punt. You just you can't have that on offense. You just can't. And Wentz was also extremely inaccurate in the first half. You saw, you know, that's we knew that he was going to be inaccurate with uh, the short game and at times. And that's what we saw. That is what we saw. But beyond the offense, which I think, you know, through what we've seen in the first three weeks, you have to say, well, all right, it was a bad game for the offense. It's the defense that concerns me more. And question I posed to quite a few people on Sunday, and I followed it up today and talked to some friends of mine that are coaches that have played before at a high level. And they gave me the answer that I thought they were going to give me. We have heard for so long, it's, you know, you got to play to the scheme. You got to play to the scheme. You got to play to the scheme. And so I, I asked a very specific question to these people. I said, all right, if everybody has to play to the scheme, okay, I get that. But if the scheme is such that if one person doesn't play to the scheme or one person gets beat on their responsibility, and that automatically means the scheme goes to crap and there's going to be a long, a, a big chunk play, a long play. Is the scheme the right scheme? You know, what have we heard for so long now? Jamin Davis is playing out of position. William Jackson III's playing out of position. You know, Chase Young and Montez Sweat are asked to do things that aren't the strength of their skill set. And I said, you know, is it is the problem that Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera won't change the scheme? And they said, yes, yeah, it is. The scheme's a bad scheme, and they're either unable or unwilling to change it. And if that's the case, and we don't see them change it, it's going to be a long year, folks. It's going to be a really long year. And quite honestly, at this point, uh, you know, it, it they could be done. I hate to say that because it is a week-to-week league, and for all the gloom and doom, they could go to Dallas on Saturday and 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 beat the Cowboys in Jerry World. But at this point, I don't see it happening. And you're going to be able to tell by hearing from from John Allen. I think there's a, I think there is a lot of tension in that defensive room, and I think the players know that this scheme is not taking advantage of the players that they've got because. And yeah, it's been hit or miss in some positions, but there is some talent on that defense. There's some talent on the on the front line. I don't think Cole Holcomb's a horrible linebacker. Um, he, I think, is also. I think he is a decent linebacker. I think that Jamin Davis could actually be a pretty good linebacker, but he's being asked to do things that aren't that don't play to his strength. That's an indictment on player personnel, and you know, and an indictment on Ron and the players that he picks. If you want to, if you want to play a certain scheme, and you're going to play that scheme come hell or high water, okay, all right. 
at the very least, pick players that are going to fit that scheme. If you're going to pick other players, be ready to become adaptable. But I, I don't think either he or Jack Del Rio have the ability to do that. It's as, as one of the coaching sources of mine said, the game's passed them by. And they're just, they're, the game has passed them by and they're not able to do it. They're not capable of, of adapting on the fly. And that's a shame. Because, and for fans, I'd say get used to it. Because I don't think either one of them are going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, All right, amidst that gloom and doom, let's take a break. We are going to hear from Ron Rivera uh, when we come back. Uh, One of the things he's talking about, that story that uh, Adam Schefter broke right before kickoff uh, about a potential Jimmy Garoppolo trade here in Washington. That and more, it's next. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, even bigger wins, and new customers can bet just $5 now on any NFL NFL team. And the NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with bigger payouts than ever. So why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 and visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. 21 and older, 18 and older, New Hampshire and Wyoming. Physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. By the way, select parishes in Louisiana. New customer offer, void in New Hampshire, Oregon, Ontario, Canada. $200 in free bets. New customers only valid. One per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit. Five Minimum $5 wager. $200 issued as eight. $25 free bets ends 9-19-22 at 8 p.m. Early win, one early win token issued per eligible game. Opt-in required token expires at the start of the eligible game. Minimum money line bet is $1. Wagering limit supply. Wagers placed on both sides of the money line will void bet. 
ends 1-8-23 at 8 p.m. Eastern. See terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Welcome back to the show. Bob Matthews here with you. It is a Manic Monday, Existential Crisis Monday to be exact. All right, let's go ahead and head into the locker room. Ron Rivera yesterday after the game had plenty to say, although uh, the most important, or not the most important, the most interesting uh, reaction was, and I got to give uh, Michael Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times Dispatch, our good friend, credit on this one. He uh, got to got the uh, honor of asking Ron to respond to the um, the Adam Schefter story uh, about the Commanders having a trade ready to go for Jimmy Garoppolo until the shoulder injury reared its ugly head. That was a bullcrap report. Okay, just so everybody understands it. Okay, I didn't talk to anybody about that. Okay, I'm not sure where that all came from. I'm disappointed that came out like that, especially in today's game. You know, I really am. And and, and that's, you know, because I didn't talk to anybody about um, about Jimmy Garoppolo. It seems like the timing in particular. No, I know. Ahead of the this. timing is what really upsets me. Uh, and, you know, all right, so a couple of things you can unpack there. Uh, he said he didn't talk to anybody about Jimmy Garoppolo, so obviously that means someone else did. Someone else did right before the game, and then it came out. So it looks like Ron might uh, might have a leak on his hands, and we know how leaks go in Washington. That's never good. That usually starts the unraveling of things. Now, you know, go out and win this week. I think it'll be a lot different, but as of right now, yep, I'd say Riverboat Ron has uh, got himself a bit of a concern that he's got to worry about. Again, the defense getting gashed for 24 points in the first half. Uh, This is, you know, this is two weeks in a row. Um, So we asked Ron about the defense, what he saw. I thought we, we, we reacted pretty well and we handled it pretty well up to a point in the second quarter. And, you know, there's a little bit of lacking in complimentary football. When, when one side's playing well, the other side's got to step up and play well, too. Um, and that goes for, you know, for all three phases. But again, and you, want to, you can talk about complementary football all you want. Again, are the players being put in the position to make the plays, and are, uh, are their abilities being used to their full potential, or are you trying to make these players into something that they're not? Round pegs, square holes. Bottom line there. And I, I, I really don't think they're using them the right way. And I say that, again, that is not my opinion. Um, that's what folks that know better than I do, that's their, um, that is, you know, that's their analysis of it. As for what went wrong on offense, he said it was a combination of things. It was Carson holding onto the ball too long, and it was the line not giving him enough time to throw it. Well, I just think we got to protect a little bit better. You know, we, we missed some opportunities to, to give him a little bit of time. He had some guys open, but uh, we didn't have time, and, and that's unfortunate. But also, you know, again, as I'll tell you guys, we'll look at it. We'll, we'll see whether or not we give him the opportunity to succeed with what we're, what we're calling. 
what did you think in the second half then after did it did you well, we had it? some opportunities but we missed opportunities too you know we, we we got a chance to make plays we got to make those plays that way we keep the ball going keep the chains going and uh you know we can't get into third and longs because uh, those are really hard to convert yes i would say they are and by the way by the third quarter that th- it was over and i i don't think anyone that is listening to this show would have uh, any doubt about that. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, let's head into the locker room. Uh, we're going to hear from John Allen and Charles Leno, amongst others. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Boys and girls, we are really, really excited to welcome a new sponsor here to the Bob Matthews Podcast on THPN. It is Raycon Wireless earbuds now you may have heard about these guys ray j is involved with them i got me a pair the other day and they are absolutely awesome i mean awesome been using them a lot at the gym uh i made i've I've got this playlist that i i love at the gym and i i use the raycon wireless earbuds with it and it sounded fantastic one reason it's been great to listen to with uh, Raycon earbuds is because they look, feel, and sound better than ever. They also pair almost instantaneously with any type of Bluetooth device. They got optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, and these earbuds are so comfortable. And get this, they will not budge. Trust me, I tried. It doesn't happen. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime, 32 hours of battery life. Raycons are priced right, too. You're not going to get taken like uh, some of those other companies that got them some earbuds out there might. Half the price of the other premium audio brands. No wonder that Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. You get three customizable sound profiles with your Raycon earbuds. You get earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Again, I use them at the gym. Love them there. Can't wait to take them on a plane uh, this fall with a couple of trips I got coming out. Uh, So try them. Trust me, you're going to love them. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today. You're going to get 15% off your Raycon order. Again, buyraycon.com dot com slash thpn and score 15 percent off again buyraycon.com slash thpn you're listening to the hockey podcast network your home for hockey talk covering every team in the nhl new episodes every monday download at the hockey podcast network.com or wherever you get your podcasts from I know we're mixing sports here this time of year, uh, but the Capitals actually did open up their exhibition season about the same time as the Commanders were hitting the uh, end of the second quarter when everything went to hell. Caps drop an overtime decision to the Buffalo Sabres 4-3 to yesterday. All right, let's go into the locker room now. Uh, we're going to start with team captain John Allen. As you know, Allen is not a guy that is very happy after a loss. And after coming from Alabama, where he won, I believe it was three national champions, maybe two, two, three national championships, you can understand why. So, not a happy camper uh, after the game. You can probably figure out how I'm feeling. Does it sting more? I know it's week three, but does it sting more to have a loss like that against the Eagles? Loss is a loss at the end of the day. 
I know this has to be tough for you guys today. What, what's been your message, and maybe any moments you guys have had to talk, or what's going to be your message to some of the younger guys and the rest? This of the is team? our job. This is what we get paid to do. And if you don't, if you don't, oh, if you don't do a good job doing that, you won't be in the league. Like we get paid to do the job, so that's what we're going to focus on doing our job. John, where do you go from here? Hopefully up. What do you want to see out of this team in practice ahead of going to Dallas next week? We're just going to put our head down and work. No expectation, nothing but standards. We're just going to work and see what happens. Appreciate it, guys. All right, so there you have it. That's John Allen. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I was thinking about it earlier today, and I, I get that his vibe is this whole you know, kind of smoldering volcano thing. Somebody needs to go off at some point in time. I was, it reminded, I started thinking about, I remember there was, there was, it was 97, 98, uh, somewhere in there. Not one of the then Redskins' better seasons, but they had signed Carl Banks in the offseason uh, from the Giants. He was on the tail end of his career. That was back when Dan Snyder was chasing every uh, big-name uh, free agent out there. But and they were sitting at what was still thought of as a very unredskin like I don't know if it was three and five or four and six or whatever, and I believe they were playing the Giants the upcoming week. And I remember there being a story about how Banks, you know, got on everybody at practice, you know, yelling at him he didn't want to be embarrassed on national TV. Now they still wound up losing, but I'd like to see some of that kind of fight um, in the players. I I don't know that we're seeing it right now. And maybe it's because you've put together a roster while talented, maybe just doesn't have that personality there, and maybe that's what's missing. Uh, We talked to Terry McLaurin after the game. Obviously, um, Scary Terry did his job, as he always does, led the team with 102 uh, yards receiving on, I believe it was six catches. Um, And he said that... um, he, just like everybody else, has got to do better. They beat us, you know what I mean? And uh, um, offensively, we just couldn't keep sustained drives well enough, and we didn't make enough plays on the outside uh, to sustain drives. And, uh, you know, I think the defense was doing well holding them up uh, for a while, and they were just on the field a lot. So, um, you know, it's tough when you lose, but especially like that in that fashion um, in your division. So, um one thing, the first thing that came to mind is we don't have no time to feel sorry for ourselves because we're going on the road to play a good Dallas team, and uh, that's another one in division. So uh, we have an opportunity to try to get this taste out of our mouth, but uh, um, you know, it's just going to take a lot of reflection and getting better on each and everybody's part, including myself. Um, you know, for myself, I, I just want to try to focus on what I can do better. Um, you know, I've, I've had some missed opportunities the last few weeks that I want to, you know, improve on. And uh, that's kind of where I start. You know, I think Coach Turner and the coaching staff do a good job of just trying to reflect for themselves and um, put their best foot forward and give us the plan going into the following weeks. And we watch the film tomorrow. So we got a chance to see what we didn't do well. And hopefully next week we can uh, just sustain drives a little bit more and, um, you know, put some points on the board. You're not going to win too many games not putting any points on the board in the first half like we have in the last few weeks. And uh, we all know that and we all have to take the individual accountability for that. And um, you know, and improve. Hey, you know, you're not going to get anything uh, controversial out of Terry. He's just going to put his head down, and he's going to work. And that is admirable, even if it uh, admirable rather, even if it's uh, not exactly what you need right now. And you might need somebody to light a fire under this roster. Obviously, 
talking a lot before the game about the Eagles fans, and they did show up. I'd say it was about 60-40 Eagles fans in the stadium on Sunday, although, honestly, it wasn't quite as bad as I thought it was going to be. And then the more I thought about it, I thought maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be because it was a complete beatdown, and could it be that the Eagles fans maybe felt sorry? For the Commanders fans, I really think that might be part of it, uh, which is a little depressing uh, when you have um, when you have uh, Eagles fans uh, taking pity on you. Uh, also, caught up with Derek Forrest in the locker room after the game. He has uh, well, he's had a, a good year to start, but uh, you know, again, not one of the solutions. Unfortunately, one of the problems yesterday. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta go watch the film. You know, break it down. You know, so we can make those corrections. But um, they definitely made some, some, some plays on some deep balls. You know, it was just they made some plays. I know last week there was a big emphasis on eliminating those explosive plays. Obviously, Philly was able to get to that. How kind of frustrating is it knowing you guys talked about that all week? Uh, definitely frustrating. You know, it's just some things that we're gonna have to correct. Was there anything that Devonta Smith did that maybe stood out from other receivers you guys didn't face? Uh, no, he had a great game though. Tough, always a next man up situation, but how tough is it to, to, to play with that William today? Hmm. How tough was it to play with that William today? Oh, definitely, man. Come on now. That's our, our lockdown corner, man. Uh, it, I mean, Juice stepped up. You know, he, he made some great plays out there, man. So, you know, it's tough not having him out there, but, you know, we got guys ready to step up. On the other side, how was it to have Cam back up? Oh, you know, it was exciting, man. You know, me, Cam, about being out there, just running around, having fun. But uh, I'm definitely glad that he's back and I'm, I'm ready for him, you know, get back rolling, man, and we, we'll get this thing going. What do you think you guys did different in the second half? Because you shut them out. out in the uh, we play with that mentality that this is our house. You know, uh, you got to play with some pride. You know, once you go down, it's uh, how you gonna finish. It's not by how you start. It's how you gonna finish. When you look at this defense overall, you all did a lot of good things, but it's almost like when you had them stop, then they hit the big plays. What what is it? Some things that you can do because really y'all played pretty solid for most of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like we're going to have to go back, watch the film, make our corrections, and we're going to start being consistent. You know, we're, we're inconsistent right now. So for people to say, oh, man, it's the time to push the panic button, only three games in the season, what is this defense right now? Where does it stand? Um, you know, it stands as uh, we're still, you know, a defense that can be great. You know, we're getting there, and we're going to keep working until we get there. Derek, you said it's not how you start, it's how you, it's how you finish. Mm -hmm. One and two, not a record you want now, but it's very early in the season. Uh, you guys seem a little disappointed today, but what would you say is the overall mentality of the team right now? Our overall mentality is that we got to get back to work. You know, uh, tomorrow we're going to come in, we're going to break down film, and we're going to have to get this thing right. Thanks, Derek. Let's hope that they can, because there is a lot of work to be done. All right, we got to get out of here. That's going to do it for us today. Uh, a little bit later in the week, if all goes according to plan, talk to Matt Paris of the Washington Times. All right, let's start getting ready. It's Dallas week. It just is, so let's make the best of it. See you a little bit later. Remember, like your wise man once said, uh, you're on your bike tonight as always. We're white.